Right, coming up in 10 minutes, we're going to talk some more National College basketball as Kevin Flaherty of 24-7 Sports, National College basketball writer, will be joining us. Also, Mike Schaefer at 830. We're going to be talking some D1 baseball and the Cambria Classic, which is going on up in the Twin Cities. Nebraska taking on Vanderbilt in about three hours. A little breakfast baseball, 11. Uh, we'll talk to Patrick Ebert of D1Baseball.com. And we got Verz also before we get out of here. So... John, I'm glad you. we were talking back and forth yesterday. You'd mentioned about the Underwear Olympics, also known as the NFL Combine. And, you know, it's a great I, title I, I by feel Scott. Like, yeah, I know. It's, it, it, and the Combine itself is, I think it always brings some intrigue when you do have maybe a quarterback or two who is sort of middling, maybe even under the radar, and all of a sudden they put out a good Combine. But anymore, you, you hardly see quarterbacks throw anymore. They want to kind of... You know, relegate that to their their pro day, and and I understand that. But usually, every year, you're going to get some type of trend, and a lot of yesterday's accomplishments or measurables were sort of overshadowed by the Jalen Carter news, as he was back uh, conducting interviews with teams. Um, you know, just the a quick of, note on that. Yeah, does does everyone owe an apology <laughs> on the Jalen Carter situation? How so? Uh, because Todd McShay said that, you know, well, there are some teams that are worried about character issues with Jalen Carter. Mm. And then everybody went at Todd McShay and talked about, oh, Jalen Carter doesn't have character issues. He was buying lunch for a walk-on. and Oh. Do we owe Todd McShay an apology? Oh, okay, Todd. I thought you were talking about Jalen Carter an apology. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. And, look, a lot of these insiders, especially like McShay and Mel and, and so many in the industry – they knew that this was coming. Yeah. And it's a it's a very interesting situation. It's one that I don't know if you are an NFL front office type that is trying to fully evaluate. This one is tough. And I, I think if you look at the direct impact, now first and foremost, is there going to be any type of NFL punishment? I mean, this is a misdemeanor as far as what he has alleged to have been involved in when it came to basically racing that could have had a, a large role in the uh, car accident that killed a Stafford, a player for Georgia. Is it going to lead to any type of NFL punishment? Probably not. But if Jalen Carter were to get into some type of trouble while he's in the NFL, those incidents or incident that predated your existence in the NFL could be factored in. Jameis Winston is a very good example of that with, you know, the things that he was accused of, but then also like, you know, the the crab leg situation, just a lot of immature behavior. And then you had the Uber incident when he was actually in the league. I think there was a little bit of, okay, what was his just a past pattern was of coming. Judgment. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of put that in there. So I don't think Jalen Carter is going to be punished by the NFL. But I honestly think that when you're trying to evaluate this player, you're going to, as best as you can, sort of let the the legal situation play out. And you're going to evaluate on how he can help your team. I think the bigger issue just with this is, you know, it's not necessarily that he's in big trouble or anything like that. As you said, it's a misdemeanor. It's 
a team is going to make a significant financial investment yeah. by drafting him at the top of the draft. Oh, he's on the top of everyone's board as far as best player available right, right. now. Now, what your needs are may not have Jalen Carter as the first guy you're going to take, but as far as the best player out there, yeah. The question and marks the are not. The team I root for, I'm obviously very much interested because Jalen Carter is yep. a guy that you would think that they would go after. I, I think the question marks are not like, oh, is he a guy that's just going to be in trouble all the time? The question is, is he going to make choices that are going to put his body in jeopardy where yeah. he might not give you the return on your financial investment? That's mm -hmm. the question mark. It's not about, you know, is he a bad guy? Is he going to cause it, there's no indication that he's like a habitual criminal. Yeah, or or is, was like he that. trying to was he trying to run the other car off the road or anything it, like that? It's a question of judgment. And, and yes. does he have his head in the right place? Is he going to make the right decisions to keep himself healthy right. and on the field? That's the big question mark with that situation. Yeah, I would totally agree. You guys say Mr. Meaner. When I was a kid, I used to think, man, who is this Meaner? <laughs> Just like every time they talk about arson, I was like, man, this arson is a bad dude. He's always on the news. Always, It's always about fire, too. Mr. Man. Meaner. Oh, I mean, I guess it could have been misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. But, but are, are you a combine guy, Nick? Do you, do you pay I'm, attention? I, I I usually pay attention when big storylines come out of it, but as far as anticipation of like, all right, it starts this week. I can't wait. No, I'm not that way. So I know, I'll, you know, famously Michael Severe, big. Yes, Michael loves guy. it, and and I love him for it because that is Michael's jam. Michael is a NFL savant, so, so everything from the off season to the season, he is fully engaged in. And look, if you are that way, and look, I'm a huge NFL fan. You're getting a glimpse of the future of of. The league. Remember, it used to be somewhat secret. Yeah. You knew it went on, but you weren't allowed to. Now right. it is. Yeah, now it's, it's people a huge thing. People eat it up. And, and I would agree with Sharpie. Like, what I feel like I could really get into more than the combine itself is the senior bowl. Like, yeah. Yeah. watching those practices and seeing actual competition, seeing, you know, one on one, seven on seven, and even, you know, 11 11 battles. Regardless if I'm fully vested into the game itself, but watching those weeks of practice, if you have the same type of access that you do for the combine, I feel like that's mm -hmm. something you could maybe even draw a little bit more from. Now, I understand it's only seniors. Right. It's not some of the underclassmen that are draft eligible, but still, you're looking at a good majority of those guys that are getting that invite are tabbed as you know next-level players, Sunday-type players. Put it to you this way, and it kind of goes to John's question about being into the combine. Who, like, who am I to ever judge anyone that, that eats it up? I watched Cheers reruns last night. So, <laughs> put a, let, let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. watch some combine. Hey, I'm, I'm nothing against you if you like it. I find Cheers it the combine. as an event nearly Rebels. unwatchable. I find it tremendously boring. To sit and watch the combine, I've tried to do it in the past, and it's just like I bet the interviews, not get, that you put that on TV, would be more interesting. So this is my next point. If you listen to the comments from Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, yesterday, he said, you know, he was asked about, you know, what do you gain from the combine of of all these drills and stuff. He said nothing. You know, we evaluate the weight these players based on their tape. Yeah. The thing that's that's valuable about the combine is the interviews. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which we don't get access to. Right. No. So if if you, the head coach is saying like, look, the most interesting part of the combine is the interviews, and that's the part we don't get to see, that just tells you like it's it's really not that interesting. Right. Which is why Scott I mean, just I called I'll it read the articles. Olympics. I want to see you know like who ran the fastest forty time, like who's the guy who might have a big stock rise because he tested well and everything. But I'm also a guy. If you've listened to me talk on this radio station before. 
you still have to find out if they can play football. Sure, yeah, the guy can run fast and lift a bunch of weights. Can he actually play the game of football? Because that's what you're going to pay him to do. I feel like that's something Verza said before, and it's so true. And I he was talking about recruiting. It's like, can they, are they football players? Simple as that. You can analyze and overanalyze, but at the end of the day, it is just that. Well, and there's always a guy. There's every draft. There's a guy who comes to the combine who's been training for you know these specific drills mm-hmm. and can do them all really well. Who maybe didn't have a lot of tape or didn't have a lot of good tape, and his draft stock just shoots through the roof and he gets the league. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. More often than not, that guy doesn't pan out. It was a Bum Phillips deal about Earl Campbell. They said, well, he runs the 100 in this, and he goes, well, when it's third and 100, we won't give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the big things that came out yesterday as far as performance-wise, defensive tackles, and Kalijah Kansi uh, out of pit, and there's a lot of comparisons to the last time Pitt had a defensive tackle that was putting up numbers and a 40-time like this was Aaron Donald. That's pretty impressive company. And Kalijah Kansi has had a good career. He goes 4-6-7 with his 40-yard dash, which was the fastest time by a defensive tackle at the Combine since 06. And that's when they started tracking it, yes. by the way. And then moments later, and a lot of us remember him from Northwestern in uh, Atabarwe, Defensive tackle goes four four nine, which is believed to be the fastest forty time for any player electronically timed at the combine that weighed two eighty plus. So just think about this for a moment, and I don't want to make it sound like oh, Cansey, come on, you know, Adabare had a four point four nine. You only had a four six seven. Think about a large human being at that weight bearing down on you with that type. of of speed. Yeah, no thanks. So I'm good. I just it blows my mind because when I was in high school, like the fastest kid on our football team, we would run forties, and he was like high four fives. And that was like blazing fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I remember like the I think once in my high school career, I'm not fast. I I went a sub five, like barely, and I was like so excited. I'm like, come on, yeah, you gotta, you gotta some, starting defense, guy's place he, at the table. Yeah. Adabora is he's two hundred eighty two pounds, and he ran a four four nine. Yeah. Can you imagine getting hit by that? Well, and watching those, and that's the, that's the beauty of the combine too. You watch those, like big dudes running the forty, and they just glide. It looks so weird. It, it you, There's no way you could predict like how quick it is, but you can tell they're moving quickly, but you're like, yeah, but they're big, so I'm sure it's not as fast as I think. And then you see it, and you're like, wow, that was as fast as I think, and they're very large. My God. It, it just looks so different. It's just it. It's amazing to me the amount, like the, the level of athleticism and the way it has jumped mm-hmm. among NFL players just in the last, say, 10 years of like, you're not making it to the NFL anymore on grit. Like that's not happening. It used to be like, oh, this guy, he's a tough guy. Yeah. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna find a way. No, you're not playing anymore. Like those They're guys all don't tough make just it to, to be the, out there. Those guys don't make it to the league anymore. Oh, this guy works harder than everyone else. Well, not anymore. Like it it's and we wonder now, like, why are there so many injuries in football? Like why why is everyone <laughs> getting injured? Think of the impact right there. Think of think because of those, you got two hundred and eighty pound players running sub four yeah. five forties. Yeah. 
Aaron Donald, by the way, for reference, ran a four six eight. So his uh, fellow Pitt alum bested him by a tenth. But the the Adabari one, whew. again, I, I don't I don't want to make it sound like Kansas was like something to just sort of roll your eyes at. But Jesus, four four nine at two eighty two, good job. All right, back to the college basketball conversation. What is Creighton's ceiling? What do you like? What do you not like as they enter their regular season finale at DePaul in Chicago? Also, the Big Ten will get to Rutgers. Are they legitimately in trouble? And if you're starting to think about your bracket, is there a team that could be separating themselves from the pack when it comes to the odds-on favorite to win a national title? We're going to talk about all of that Coming up next with Kevin Flaherty of 24-7 Sports.